Thank you for joining us on the coaching podcast. As part of the Sin Network, we are passionate about equipping church planters to live out the call God has placed on their lives. Join us as we talk through healthy coaching practices and why every church planner needs one. Here's your host, Dino Sinesi. Hey, thanks for joining us today on the Sin Network Church Planner Coaching Podcast. I'm filling in for Dino Sinesi. I'm Jamie Lamato, and I'm the East Coast Coaching Coordinator uh, for the Sin Network. And today we got one of my best friends in the whole world, uh, church planner extraordinaire, executive pastor extraordinaire, and coaching champion extraordinaire, Josh Edney. And uh, Josh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about your family and tell us about the ministries that you're a part of. Yeah, man. Good to be on here, Jamie. Thanks for having me, man. Um, great intro there. Uh, yeah, I've um, uh, been in New York three years. Um, originally from uh, North Carolina. Grew up uh, in the mountains towards Asheville. Um, went to uh, school at Charlotte. Um, and, uh, that's really where I began to walk with the Lord through a campus ministry, my senior year. Um, right after I graduated, uh, graduated with a finance degree and preparing to, uh, go into investments and retirement planning and eventually get to wall street one day, uh, make a name for myself. Um, but, uh, God saved me and I put my career on hold and did campus ministry for a year. And, uh, in the midst of that year, fell in love with reaching young people and, and, um, very passionate about the college campus. Uh, so uh, that one year of an internship turned into seven. So I did seven years of college ministry with uh, an organization, Impact, which is a church on campus for college students. Um, my wife and I met uh, working at a summer camp. It was one of my first assignments as a campus ministry. So uh, I was going there to serve the Lord and um, met my wife there. So we uh, got married in 2010. And uh, we've been married for a couple of years. And um, one day we were talking about um, that we just felt like God was calling us to a greater level of obedience. But we just didn't know what that was. Mm -hmm. So um, we put our yes on the table. And we wanted God to put our yes on the map. So I said, go wherever you want to send us. And I was doing ministry at the time. But wherever you want to send us so that we can be more obedient, more surrendered, and uh, if less comfortable, if that's what it needs to take, then we'll go. Um, over the course of the next six months, um, God really started pressing the Northeast on our hearts, particularly cities. So we started looking at <clears throat> some cities in, the, in uh, the Northeast. New York was one of those cities. So I wanted to see what God was doing uh, in terms of ministry, campus ministry. And uh, we took a trip up here in 2014, got on the ground here in New York. And, uh, and as soon as I got here, I, was, I just felt uh, just a heavy burden for, for the city. And, um, uh, and we just started talking about what would it look like for us to move here to do ministry. I, I was not familiar with the concept of church planting. So when someone said, yeah, you need to meet some church planters, I didn't understand the planting analogy. So I was like, I, I don't understand. What are they planting? Like, oh, they're starting churches. So, okay. So, um, got connected um, with some guys who were planting here in the city and uh, moved up here summer 2014 um, with the uh, idea that we would do local ministry on college campus and try and turn into a church, but we didn't really know. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, after we moved, um, we got connected with uh, James Roberson, who was uh, planting the Bridge Church in downtown Brooklyn. And um, he, uh, the church launched in 2014. So uh, it was a, you know, about a few people coming to the church at the time. And we uh, hung out with him. And he was also starting a college ministry in Brooklyn at the time. So it was a great chance for um, him and I to work together as we started this college ministry. And then as we started the college ministry, we really started becoming really good friends. We had a good chemistry. And, um, and then we started talking about, you know, what it looked like for um, us to start growing this church together. Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, we kind of paired up in terms of gifts. And uh, he's an exceptional visionary guy and much more of a developer. So um, we started having some people come every week. And so it was like, okay, how are we going to get these first time guests to come back a second time? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're going to start small groups. And uh, I had a question about a plan. And uh, I figured out that I was the answer to that question. Mm-hmm. I need to figure out how we're going to create some systems and how we're going to um, organizationally move this church forward. So um, I became the executive pastor February of 2014. And uh, I, I kind of call my job description that I, I create structure for life to flow. Mm-hmm. And uh, that life primarily comes from the vision of James and where he feels like God is leading the church. And I come around him to help support that vision and create structure. So, um, yeah, we've been here two and a half years, um, seeing God um, fulfill his promise of building the church as we've tried to be committed to making disciples. And uh, our church is uh, very young. Um, The average age of our church is 25 years old, uh, 80% single, um, by two-thirds Caribbean American, Latino, and then a third African-American and Anglo. So um, a few cultures represented on a Sunday, which makes uh, our worship a very dynamic experience. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, really passionate about um, uh, planting life-giving churches in New York because um, the eyes are always on New York. You know, and if we can move the spiritual needle of the city, I think it can have global effects. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And uh, we've known each other for a number of years now, a couple, several years, and uh, met at some collegiate church planning event in, in, uh, out in California. And, uh, and so it's been awesome being your friend and seeing how God has used you through that, that story that you just shared with us. Um, but about, a, about a, a half a year ago, you got involved in, in church planner coaching. Uh, so uh, one of the things that we say consistently through the Sin Network is that we want to deliver great coaching to every church planter. Um, so, as a guy who's been in your city, uh, there in in New York City, in Brooklyn, being a part of church planning since 2014, uh, why why would you say that that is important that we deliver great coaching to every church planter? Yeah, <clears throat> no, I've seen most, and I can really speak for New York. Um, most planters here are one-man teams, you know, or two-man teams, or it's a husband and wife, and the wife is planning a support role, but also having a great deal of responsibility in the home. So I've seen it be beneficial because guys out here are just by themselves. And, um, you know, the it's sustainability long-term in a city. Um, we just weren't designed to do this by ourselves. And uh, um, 
for those first couple of years when you're leading by yourself, uh, it can be a make or break time. And I think um, offering support to some guys say, hey, we're in the trenches here with you. And um, by having um, every other week phone call and just asking questions, it seems like it's not enough. But for guys who have nothing, guys who feel don't feel supported, guys who are like, honestly, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about just leaving. I'm thinking about you know turning in the keys in a couple of weeks for us to come alongside and, and you know draw out of them what God has placed inside of them. Um, from a support standpoint, I think it is one of the answers to long-term church planting sustainability. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so how have you seen coaching benefit church planters other than, you know, ensuring that they're not alone? How have you seen that that has worked? Um, yeah, I've, uh, you know, we had our first one day training map in the fall. There were uh, about 15 or 20 uh, lead planters in the room. And uh, I was one of the a couple of team members um, in the room. And, you know, I, I saw some guys who, before they walked in that room, I'm like, man, these guys are doing good. You know, they're cool. Their church is growing. And and I saw guys starting to connect in that peer-to-peer um, coaching moment during our training. And that dudes just started opening up about the struggles they're going through. And I was like, man, why are we trying to front like we're not struggling? Yeah. If you're struggling, it's okay. Um, so – that moment showed me that um, just to assume that guys need help, right. the guys need coaching rather than um, saying, yeah, I'm sure it'd be nice for him, but not, no, he, need, he needs coaching. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We say all the time that, you know, every leader needs a coach because they are pathologically disappointed right? They consistently and regularly see God move, but often there are things that come on to their radar on their path that cause them to, to fail to remember, fail to see all the ways that God has been faithful. And so, you know, it's totally true that guys often uh, don't quit because of money or attendance, but it's expectations. And so a coach is able to help them think through their expectations. So, um, and, and even right where you're at, man, we're, you know, for our listeners that are listening in, Josh is real and raw. He's a part of a, a church plant right there in Brooklyn. And he's even on the podcast today from a coffee shop right there in the heart of the city where he's ministering. So if you, you hear like people screaming or crazy stuff going on, that's where, that's where Josh is at today. So, um, it's very, very likely there'll be a fire truck that goes by any second. <laughs> That's right. So what, what is the greatest byproduct that you are seeing coming out of the coaching specifically there in, in Sin, New York? Yeah, um, I think the greatest byproduct is um, guys feel encouraged to take their next step in their church, you know, and um, rather than trying to, you know, one of the great things that the, that the One Day Map told me taught me was that coaching is not consulting. It's not advising. Um, it is us drawing out what God's already placed inside of them. You know, it is us being that asking voice and a sea of telling voices. And um, it's clear that there are guys who are, who've been very successful in church planting. And, you know, you can kind of fall to trying and copy and pasting what other guys are doing. 
but I want to know what the vision God has given you to do in your context and whatever you are in the, um, in the process of planting or the pre-planting or just launch or gathering your core team. Um, it's just, what is your next step? And, um, okay. Drawing that out. And then I'm going to ask you about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like what's your action item with that? And know that in two weeks I'm writing this down and I'm going to ask you about it. Yeah. Um, so I think one of the greatest byproducts is, um, rather than trying to tell them what their next step should be. And I think that has its place. Coaching is, okay, what is God telling you to do as the next step? And you know, pressing in, okay, when are you going to do that? All right, what time? Okay, what's your first step after that? And then in two weeks, we'll ask you about it. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's it's asking questions and holding them accountable. It's just yeah, the basics of basics of coaching. So one of the things that I've seen uh, personally in being involved in coaching and coaching church planners is, you know, we often focus on the fact that we're helping someone else. But what I've found, and I don't know if you've seen this and you can speak to this, how have you seen uh, being a coach being personally beneficial for you? Mm, yeah. You know, it has been, um, I didn't, I thought it would be more like, okay, they're getting 90% of the blessing. I'm getting 10%. Um, but really it's been closer to 50, 50. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, the church planner that I've been coaching, um, I've regularly told him, man, like this encourages me, uh, because it's good for me to know, um, how God is promising, how God is fulfilling his promise to build the church outside of my church. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's um, so good. God is promising to build his church outside of your church. That's so good. It's just yeah, a good reminder of that. It is. And, um, and it's good, honestly, to see, um, like my church planter, uh, he's better at things than me. So I want to see what he's a 10 at so that I can improve. Um, so it's been, while it is a one way conversation, um, I have, there's, there's two way blessings from it. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was coaching a church planter, um, in, in Connecticut and of, of all places. And he was talking through one of the outreach ministries that they were going to do around Easter. And he starts unpacking this idea and talking about, you know, what they were going to do and how they were going to do it. And, um, and you could just see him become more and more hopeful about what God was going to do in and through this event. And the whole time he's processing it, I'm like, ah, we should do that. You know, we should try that. We should do something like that. And so uh, as he was becoming hopeful and expanding the vision for what God was going to do in his local church, God was doing the same thing in us in in helping to do that for the church that I'm I'm leading. And so it's just cool how God does that. Well, yeah. if you could if you could speak to team members or church planners out there that are listening today, what would you say to them about why they need a coach and how it would benefit them? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think coaching, I think for some people there might be um, a level of humility that guys have to humble themselves and say, hey, I, I just need help. You know, it, don't be ashamed to ask for help, you know. Um, so I think, um, for, for planters or team members are, especially the planting wives who, um, are a lot of times overlooked because they play such a behind the scenes role. Say, Hey, it's okay to, to need help and to ask for help. 
And through this coaching relationship, someone is going to come alongside you and support you and um, just to be in the trenches with you. And even though, um, you know, Zoom calls and FaceTime calls, like it, they, it really does something. Like it really does have an effect and an impact on people. Just know that, hey, I'm going to be here every two weeks at this time. And, um, but uh, I think, I think it starts with, with humility mm-hmm. and saying, I, I just need someone to help, someone to help me and ask questions and draw out. And I think it's important also to know that what coaching is not, mm-hmm. it's not advice. It's not consulting. It's not the expertise. Um, it's drawing out the vision that God has already placed inside of you. So I've only been coaching one semester. I'm coaching um, a church planter uh, here in the Metro New York area. And um, he has already launched, been launched about a year. And I just want to share the, my biggest celebration from coaching just one semester. Um, one week I asked him, hey, what one of the questions is, what area do you want to grow in over the next two weeks? And some of the options are personal development, family development, spiritual formation of the church, leadership development. And he chose spiritual formation. So, okay, well, tell me more about it. And so, yeah, there's this couple in the church that I've been wanting to have a conversation with about baptism, but we just haven't been able to link up. I said, okay, well, by next, by the next time we talk, what would you like to do? And he's like, I would like to talk with him. Okay. So I'm writing this down. All right, when are you going to contact him tomorrow? Okay. So two weeks, I'm going to ask you if you have had a meeting scheduled. So, Two weeks go by, we jump on our call, and the first part is looking back at the goals he set. Like, hey, how did it go? You know, contacting this couple. He was like, I didn't do it. And I was like, You knew I was going to ask you about it, right? He was like, Yeah, I did. I was like, okay, well, you have two more weeks. Let's contact them, let's meet with them. And um, so he knew I was going to ask about it in two more weeks. So two weeks went by, and um, he said, Yeah, my wife and I were able to meet up with this couple. And, um, you know, they've been right on the verge of taking that step in baptism. Um, he said, but by us sitting down and walking them through what is baptism, they're actually going to take the step of faith and, and, you know, have public baptism. And this is the first baptism in this church. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so we be, see all kinds of stories like that happening through coaching. That's awesome. Yeah, man. So to be like all I was doing, was okay oh interesting you said spiritual formation tell me more about that okay this couple cool you want to meet with them all right when didn't happen no worries look you meet with them this time and just pressing in pressing in you said you want to do this so pressing in and then he sent me a picture um on the day they got baptized and uh you know it was just to see like the people in the church like their energy and to know that um, I got to play a small role in helping my planter initiate a conversation about public profession of faith by baptism. And he got to witness that in front of his church. Um, to me, that was, man, that was, that was my currency. You yeah. know, like I'll, I'll re-up for three more semesters after that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's amazing when we get to see like, stories like that happen through coaching, not only in Sin, New York, but also throughout all of North America in the Sin cities where we're coaching church planters. And so we'd encourage you to get involved in, in church planter coaching um, because you never know the stories you'll be able to see and what God's doing.
Josh, thanks for joining us today on the Church Planner Coaching Podcast. And um, I think the world of you. And uh, if you're listening to this podcast today and you're a church planner, I'd encourage you to get in touch with your Sin City missionary um, or a CPC in your area about how you can get a coach. Um, if you're a pastor or a leader and you're looking to be a coach for a church planter, we'd love to get in contact with you. And you can find our information on the Sin Network website. And so uh, we just we thank you for listening today. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, here's what I'd ask you to do. Uh, please share it. Share it with someone, and uh, also go to iTunes and leave us an honest five-star review. And uh, we thank you for listening to the Sin Network Church Planner Coaching Podcast. And until next time, keep coaching. You have been listening to The Coaching Podcast, a resource of the North American Mission Board. Are you a church planner in need of a coach? Visit namb.net slash coaching to learn more.